is The Issue Window with Albie and Brittany. We are airing out the laundry to clean your soul. Just kidding. You're going to leave with more stains than when you entered. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of The Issue Window. I'm Brittany, and we got Alvi here with us today. Hi, Alvi. Good morning. <laughs> today, we thought that we would talk about a little bit of a COVID-19 update. There's been some new developments, and we're definitely approaching the time where we got to decide whether fall sports are going to happen and what all that means. Yes, absolutely. I mean... I'm getting things in, unfortunately, so if it does happen, I'm getting ready to go in that, that regards. But, you know, as a campus, we're starting to think about opening up to staff on June 1st. And um, I was reading today that apparently the NCAA, their committee is voting on allowing athletes to work on some workouts. They're, like, they're voting on that Wednesday to allow athletes to return June 1. And apparently there's there's thinking there's three ways it's going to go. And um, one is to, you know, keep the shutdown completely in place, extending the ban. Apparently people don't think that's going to happen. They, um, they can also open the campus to voluntary training and, um, or they can grant a training with staff interactions, basically. Or almost, you know, normal summer workouts. You know, it seems to be the, 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 a lot of people think it's going to be the voluntary training. But, you know, it's, there's still, I know in our meetings last week with, um, you know, we sat staff meetings about this whole, whole thing. And, um, yeah, they can, you know, you're not putting kids up in dorms for the summer like you normally do, this, that, and the other. They're coming in. So basically, it's local kids coming in working out you know there was but there's talks that you know you, you have to schedule actually the probably the easiest thing is scheduling the weight room hours i mean you can you know your weight room is so big so you got a feeling how many people you can get in there safely so you can you know i the weight rooms will probably be extended open and open extended hours you know staff will probably take working shifts and things like that but, you know, the other thing that starts opening up, and, and really, as long as it's that, that's pretty easy to manage because everything's filtering through. But, you know, to say everything is going to happen, go back to normal, normal is it's just, I don't see how it's going to happen. You know, one, and this goes just for any season, any sport, what are you doing with the locker room? I mean, I was having a meeting with the ops guy today. And he's going to. They're going. To, they're trying to schedule meetings where we can move kids in the lockers around, so they got six feet between them in the locker room. You know, so you know, someone's in this locker, then three locker down. Somebody's in another locker, and three locker. You know, somewhere over the night, right, right, right on top of them, and then staggering meetings. So maybe one or two groups in the locker room at only one time. Um. You know, with that being said, if this continues to proceed forward like this, how are you going to work a practice? I mean, are you going to have, I mean, are you going to have kids come in and dress in shifts? You have 15 minutes to get dressed. You know, 
Well, you got some kids, they may be waiting an hour in, 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 you know, waiting to go out, waiting for everybody else to get there. Or are you going to, you know, have the offense come in, do offensive stuff, and then do a team practice with the defense, and then the defense finishes up with doing defensive stuff, so they're all staggered on how they're, you know, in the locker room. But that's that's all after the voluntary training, though, right? And right. that's for the right. hope that the voluntary training is leading to a full fall return. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the voluntary training, actually, we think we can pull that off just because you won't have as many. If it's being voluntary, it won't. some kids are still out of state. And, and actually, Ohio, as far as I know, they still have a ban on interstate travel basically saying if you come from out of state you got to stay quarantined self-quarantined for two weeks and i mean obviously you know since we're right in pennsylvania border they 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 allow for exceptions like you know if you work in pa and live in ohio and michigan kentucky and indiana all that you know you can obviously go across state lines but you know you got kids coming up from florida well all of a sudden are they going to, you know, they want to come up for voluntary workouts, but they're going to have to stay quarantined for two weeks. Well, where are they going to get quarantined? I mean, they may have their own apartment they can quarantine in, but are they sharing that apartment with somebody, another, you know, another athlete from someplace else? I mean, you know, there's a whole other set of things that come up to bear when you start thinking about that. Isn't that giving an unfair advantage to the in-state athletes that are being able to train with the strength coaches and such well i mean yeah but not not just necessarily on the team but think about you know okay this is this is ohio you know california's already said that there's not going to be any on-campus schools so what are they doing some states are wide open so they can do what they want you know it's not so much the Indifferences in the team, it's the indifferences in the training from school to school, from state to state. So I mean, that's 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 being looked at too by the NCAA and conferences themselves. You know, you take a you know the SEC. They, I think I was reading ten of the eleven states that the conference in have at least started reopening. You know, so what about that eleventh state? I mean, what's going to happen there? I mean, it's just the in- inequities involved in the the whole thing like this. Yeah, I would think oh, some athletes from California or the states that aren't open and being allowed to play would attempt to transfer into universities that are being allowed to play. Well, uh, that but that's you know there's a whole other set of problems that that creates. So without even you know without even starting on that 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 just creates a whole other set of problems, eligibility requirements and things like that and. And really, does does a team have a scholarship to give? At this point, more more likely, it's the answer is no. So really, if they if they wanted to transfer to play, they would probably transfer and pay to go to school. Mm. So I mean, there's a, there's a whole other set of things that involves. Now, once it's a once that scholarship's assigned to an athlete, they can't reassign that to a different athlete, at least for that year, right? Basically, basically, yes. I mean, there's ways to lose your scholarship, yes, but sure. You're there. You're there. You're you're accounted for. You know that's that works into the formula. Okay. All right. I would just be concerned for the for the athletes that weren't as particularly talented to lose it to 
other athletes from other states moving in. So just kind of well, curious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, I mean no, it's as long as they, as long as it's been signed, they're yeah. As long as it's signed, it's theirs. Okay. But with this voluntary training, are the the coaches are feeling pretty confident that they can have the kids ready for fall ball? I mean, they've lost two yeah. months of training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole other story there. I mean, that's a whole other story. You know, there's, there's, there's. You know, depends on who you talk to. Everybody thinks you know they need six to eight weeks to get kids ready. You know, six to eight weeks right now, that gets you mid July, which ain't bad, but you know. Six to eight weeks, starting June one, that should get you right up to the start of the season, which once again ain't horrible. But you know, you're you. What happens if all of a sudden people start getting sick and everything gets closed down again? And and you know, not being a scientist or an epidemiologist, in my opinion, I think I think the virus will go away to an extent during the summertime. I I think I read something where. The sunlight actually does kill. I mean, I mean they land based the Trump for it a little bit because you always just hit a bright light, you know. It's like, well, that's great, but it's inside your body, so it's really against it. But, you know, I was reading somewhere that they were talking about opening playgrounds because the sunlight actually kills the virus fairly rapidly on surfaces. So that's great for working outside and things like that. But, you know, you think about it like a, a, a normal cold and flu season, sure, it pretty much goes, it's, it's around in the summer. Doesn't really big deal, you know, but when people start cutting up, you know, start being inside more and closer contact, everything re-erupts again. Well, what happens, you know, the coronavirus goes away for the most part over the summer and things are, things you feel into a sense, you fall into a sense of confidence that it's gone. You start letting loose again. All of a sudden it starts getting cold. Everybody starts gathering up in buildings again and start being around each other. And all of a sudden it just sprouts off again. I think the only way you're really going to be safe if if there's a if they come up with a vaccination between now and then. But you know, even my even my family physician he says, you know, at best it's going to be a year. So I mean, it, you know, once again, it affects different people different ways, just like any cold. But are you willing to take the chance that you don't pass it along to somebody that really could get sick, or you might be the person that actually it, it does have very adverse reactions to? Um, you never know. You just don't know. There's that's the that's the biggest thing we've always talked about in this whole thing. There's just so much unknown about it. You know, they're starting to do it that they're starting to test people in Wuhan to see how well the natural immunology went. See if they can get it again, basically. And, and you know, no one can say yet because it's it's too early in the process to even know if you had it. Does that keep you protected from it again? And, you know, they're starting to study that, but then I, you know, I've seen, I think it was over the weekend that they've had another small spike in Wuhan. So, I mean, yeah, what's going to happen? And, you know, I think I heard this morning on the radio, as I was driving around doing some things, I think um, Palm Beach County over the last week has seen a spike. So, yeah, I know Florida started, started reopening a couple weeks ago. So is that because of that or, you know, or just because... Palm Beach County is such a, a, you know, a more elderly population that they're more susceptible. So they did get it, uh, you know, or is it because there's more testing being done, too? Yeah, I mean, I read an article this morning that said that they're not finding too much correlation in places that are opening and spikes in cases. 
But really, I, you know, neither one of us are doctors, so kind of let's go back to talking about the season and its kind of effects on the university and the athletes. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you, the universities, you know, they're looking for, they're looking, they're like businesses in a way, and they're looking like, they're looking for protections against liability suits, too. True, but I mean, I'm sure they're looking at their bottom line and the oh, fact absolutely. that they're, if they aren't open in, in the fall, they're going six months without any athletic income, and that's going to be extremely detrimental to their bottom line. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's, the layoffs have already started at my campus. The print shop got laid off. Um, the people in the rec center have got laid off. You know, and if there's no fall sports, I'll be laid off. Uh, I mean, I'm, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, they've already talked about furloughs across the board for everybody. So, you know, we be, might be losing anywhere from 5 to 20% of our pay due to furloughs. I mean, it, it depends on how everything's going to start shaking out. I mean, there's, there's, you know, it's, they're trying to address it. So it's, they're spreading the, they're spreading the hurt around to everybody, which is, which is good and fair. And I, you know, it is what it is. I'll take my fair share of that. But, you know, it's, a lot of it's going to depend on fall sports for, for me and other equipment managers if we get laid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if you have full summer workouts and they deem it, because Ohio is starting to open. Yeah. So, you know, if if you can go to a restaurant in the state of Ohio, hypothetically, you can get out on a field and throw a ball well, around. I mean, true, but I mean, in a restaurant, you're not sweating against another human being. At least you hope not to be, but, <laughs> you know, actually, in restaurants will open up the... They opened up last Friday for patio eating. They opened up this Friday for in-restaurant eating. Um, I think it's 50% reduction or something like that. But, um, yeah, but eating in, eating in a restaurant is not, still not the same thing as, as, you know, being in a locker room. I mean, we've already, we've already um, begun the process of taking all our couches out of, our, out of, our, out of the lounges in every locker room of every sport. Um so the kids don't mingle there, lay around, things like that. I think I read somewhere where Major League Baseball and their plan to reopen the that the pitchers in the bullpen will have their own set of balls. You know, it's not just pick up a ball and throw. They they'll have their own set. Um, so how's that going to work with with footballs? I mean, you know, it's how's that going to work? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in a game. If we get to games, I mean. Are you going to sanitize, send in a sanitized ball after every play? Um, you know, it's it's crazy to think of things like that, but that's that's where we're at. You know, it's as um, someone mentioned today when I was talking to them. Are they going to the clock on the? Are they going to? Are the officials on the field going to keep the clock, or is it going to be down on the scoreboard? Because you know, anybody's been in a press box knows that the scoreboard operators don't get the biggest booth and. So how many people are going to be in that booth trying to run the clock, the down, the down, the down things on the clock, the play clock, the 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 regulation clock? How many people are you going to be in in that room, all in close vicinity? I mean, well, how many people is there normally there? Well, I mean, we have we have one person doing the down and distance, one person doing the play clock, one person doing the game clock, one person operating the video board, one person operating the sound. 
you know, it's, yeah, you could get up to 10 people in a small box real quick. So is that, I mean, obviously you don't need the video board, you have no fans. So, you know, you can get a little like that person. The sound, the, the play-by-play, oh, you can get rid of the announcer because, well, once again, there's no fans. But you still got, at least, you need at least three people to run the clock. So I guess, you know, at that point, you're going to be looking for, I mean, they ha- they usually, they have extension in the press box where, you know, they just, they don't, so they're not right on top of each other normally, but, you know, they have, they're run with four foot cords. So do you get a bigger cords from them to go further out? I don't, you know, that's one answer, but you know, who's, who's, who's thought of that? Who has thought of, about the game, about the clock operators, you know, that, and really it's, it's such a minor thing. You don't really think about it, but then, then. You know, people that think about it that that are over that area is like, well, what do we do about that? And you know, what do you do about how do you how do you play a game? How would you play a game? I mean, do you have? Are you going to be able to secure enough testing to test everybody on the field for a game? Are you testing these people on Friday, getting the, getting the results, sequestering them until after the game on Saturday? And and when I talk about everybody involved in the game, I'm talking. From the officials on the field to the chain crew, anybody on the field, managers, trainers, anybody's on the field, are they all getting tested on Friday and sequestered? Is there enough testing for that to be done? You know, if you don't, then what happens if you play Team A and then you find out Monday, hey, somebody on Team A just tested positive. So now your entire team is going to have to be sequestered is going out to forfeit two weeks of games because they can't play because somebody on the team tested positive. Uh, uh, you know, how, how is that going to work? Mm-hmm. I was reading, I was reading something in the, um, apparently the 1918, that who, I don't know. I don't know if anybody can tell me who the 1918 national champion in football was. And it was, it was actually university of Michigan. They played five games. They played five games, and you know, it, it, of course, then it was no playoffs, and it was, a, it was awarded by the polls. But that's all they played was five games, and they won the national championship because of because of the Spanish flu back then, and everything that went along with that. You know, teams canceling games. So, you know, how many how many games are you going to get in this year? Is the team is the team going to play five games? Another play another guy another team plays ten. Now, you know, how is that fair? You know, maybe the team that played 10 lost two. Maybe the team that played five or six didn't lose any. So, you know, do you have a 6-0 national champion or a, or a 8-2 national champion? Who do you take the playoffs? Mm-hmm. If you had the playoffs, who do you take the playoffs? I mean, there's, you know, and we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're not there yet. But, you know, that's that's those are questions for down the road right now. Obviously, we're just trying to get things started and progressed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I've said it before. I really don't. I really wouldn't surprise me if basketball is the first sport being played this year. And the only reason I say that is they can come in after school's out, after the fall semester's over with, start you know practicing and then start games in January and play a conference only schedule, I guess. And then football picks up in February, or or they start working out in January and. Have their preseason games start start games in January, February. I mean, I, I don't know. Or are we back down to back down to zero and everybody's back at home? Who knows? 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, as all three of us talked last week, me and Tim are firmly of the belief that if you don't have fall football, then you don't have spring football. Yeah, and and who knows? I mean, you know, if you don't have the fall, do you have the spring? Uh, But, you know, there's so much money being made from football. You know, the universes are hurting as as bad as it is already from the lack of everything else. So you're going to throw that onto the mix too. I mean, you know, hopefully they they can hope they'll have football and all the rest of the fall sports. Because if you don't, that just makes the the um, the income to the schools even less. I mean, it's going if they play even they play with no fans. That's a big that's a big kick in the kick in the teeth for most athletic departments. You know, it might not hurt the Power Fives and those have the TV contracts. They, it won't be hit them as hard because they have the TV money. But you know, for the for the FCS, the Division Twos and Threes that don't have TV contracts, all you know, all they they have no fan, they have no revenue from fans, none. So I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a death nail right there. You know, it, we talked about Akron dropping their programs last week and you know came over the weekend or right near the end of last week or early you know bowling green dropped their baseball program uh so it's it's happening now but it's could really you know a year from now it could really be ugly if we if things go sour over the winter and, and you know the coronavirus rears is heavy and it starts taking or starts taking more more names it uh, it could get really ugly again, it, it, uglier than it has been, because you know right now everybody's like, well, we did this and this went away, yada yada yada. But what happens when it shows up again and takes even more people? Are people going to be as willing to reopen as fast? Yeah, I mean, I think at that point, maybe maybe not. I mean, it it depends at that point how much of America is out of work. Right, but um, ooh, there's there's a whole lot of things. It's way above my pay grade, but it could get ugly before. It, it could get worse than it is now. Yeah. One way or another, I see next season's orders and budgets all across being slashed. Sure, you could, you're potentially going to lose hours and they're going to try to minimize jobs on campus, but... I feel like they're going to have to try to slim down what they're ordering for everyone also. State's going to run out of money. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And one of the things, yeah, I mean, it's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt our vendors. You know, it, 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 it will hurt the vendors a little bit this year. But it'll probably hurt more next year just because of that trickle-down effect on that. Because a, a lot of us have had our stuff ordered. I mean, that's ordered. It's done. You know, it's coming in. You know, it, it's coming in. It'll be coming in the next couple months. It's ordered. It's been ordered. You know, this year won't be as bad on the vendors as possibly next year would be. Just because of everything's trickling down in a way. And, you know, this year won't be great. Either because there, for as many schools that order early, there's a, you know, there's a ton of small schools order late. Especially, especially our high schools. You know, so so those the vendors are going to be hurt this year and next year. But, oh, absolutely. See, this, things will cut back. Now, I mean, the good thing is... Good thing for us, us in Ohio is we have a previous governor put a rainy day windfall account basically that we can use in emergencies. Yeah, he put it together so we can so we can use that in emergencies. 
Um, the current governor actually isn't using it right now. He wants to say he wants to try to cut as much now as we can, and then if we then obviously with next year things are going to still be cut next year, but he'd rather pull out the rainy day muddy next year to help supplement budgets. And so I don't think I don't think that's a horrible idea. I think it's you know just because of where everything happened in the cycle of things, you know, and granted that that money's for the whole state, not just for education and colleges. It's 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 for the whole state government so i mean you know fortunately in ohio we might we will get hit next year but maybe we're not as big as hit as we possibly would i mean it's it's billions of dollars i mean it's billions of dollars and so hopefully we won't be hit as hard next year because of that but how many states can say they have that so that's that's a whole other thing you know the state governments and how they're budgeted to to absorb hits like this absolutely so I think I'd like to finish this episode off since this has been kind of a little bit of a depressing talk on <laughs> some some things that equipment managers potentially can do to keep their kids safe. Some things that have kind of come up. Obviously, you've talked a little bit about laundry and you haven't necessarily heard any additional measures that need to happen with that. I think that logging of when things got washed has been kind of coming down the pipeline. I feel like that's going to become more of a necessity. Kids and parents' administration is going to almost want records of that. Uh, I have. How about anything else? Have you discussed buying masks for all the staff and the athletes? They potentially probably already own them by now, but uh, actually, yeah, yeah. Those those who don't have a mask already, yeah. Do you know the the, the athletic training room is buying masks for the whole department because we are we've already been told them the only way you won't be wearing a mask at work is if you work out in an office by yourself. But if you go out into the hallways, put a mask on. So basically, you're going to be wearing a mask at work. As for the equipment room, you know we ha- we 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 have we. For one, just the staff is there. We're opening up the door so people don't have to use a door handle. Once the students start rolling back in, we'll lock the door completely. Usually we had it shut and you can walk in. And, we, and the way our equipment room is, it's, you can, you know, and we'll just be doing servicing from the window, which ha, which will be getting a um, plexiglass, plexiglass um, sheet put in front of it. Um, sort of like you see at cash registers now. But, you know, the only way you're going to get in the equipment room is by appointment at that point. And, you know, one at a time, and then we're sanitizing the whole place. The area where the student athlete is worked with, we're sanitizing that down before anybody else gets back in, in the room. So, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing for the equipment room that we've been talking about. How about masks for you? I actually haven't. I'm surprised I haven't asked you this question before, but I don't think I have. You've suffered with asthma all your life. What's it like for you wearing a mask? I have. I, I, I haven't had a problem. I mean, you know, I no. I was out. I was out at the um, garden center the other day, yesterday, and getting some um, getting some plants for my garden and whatnot. And the line was crazy long, and it was getting the sun was beating down on me, but. It got a little hot then, uncomfortable, but I I haven't had a problem wearing a mask yet. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was actually fortunate. I had I had like three or four N95s laying around the house from when I did some drywalling. And so I've just been, I have one in the car. I actually have one at work now, those. And so, yeah, I just have a few. And I slip on those and I have no problem. How about the athletes, if they require them to have masks of some form while they're playing do you think that you could run in a mask uh i don't know i I wonder about that and we've actually talked about me and the trainer have actually talked about this too because we've actually suggested doing the the neck gaiters you know a little thinner you know just or even taking some old um compression shirts and cutting off the sleeves and using that for a makeshift gator. Well, that would definitely save budgets. I mean, those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we obviously have the hoods you put on for cold weather that cover up your mouth. Huh. Um, but, you know, obviously right now that's not, you don't want a cold weather hood, you know, in the middle of summer covering your mouth. So that's not, a, that's not exactly the best idea. But, I mean, you know, similar things like that. It, it goes to, and it goes back to, it goes what do we you know, we was talking about earlier, are they going to require be required to wear a face mask during games? Are they going to be, you know, is, is that going to be something they're going to be required to do? If so, do you, you know, how does that look like? Do you go, do you do a gator sort of thing where you have a, a piece of lycra, like a, 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 you know, stretched out over your face? Mm-hmm. Sure. And how does that affect athletes and their performance too? Yeah. I'm sure will be yeah. discussed. No, you know. Well, that with that piece of cloth keep huh, keep the germs from spreading. No, I mean you know it's pretty thin cloth and it's pretty. But on the same token, it might limit the amount of spit coming from the mouth. That you know, if someone gets hit, they just lose their you know just and all that you know water vapor comes out of their mouth. Uh, it could stop that from spreading too far. But you know, there's. There's a whole bunch. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of questions that that still need to be, remain to be answered. Um, you know, even looking away from football, you go to basketball. You mean you got a bunch of you got guys sweating on each other right, right underneath in, in close facilities. I mean, yeah, what's that going to look like? Is you know, it's it's you know, the NBA is allowing workouts now, but that's you know, one person. With one coach, and the coach has to keep, you know, far away. How, you know, that's great they can work out, but how do you play a game? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, a whole lot of whole lot of questions, and we definitely Absolutely. obviously don't have the have the answers. We're just posing questions no. for additional, additional thought and offering some moderate insight on them. But nobody really yeah. knows what's going to happen. No, I, you know, I think... I think you'll see. I think you'll see voluntary workouts. I, I fully see voluntary workouts being allowed, but you know, it's still. What are you going to do about the locker room situation? I mean, like like me and the ops guy was talking about today. How you want to, how you want to space that out so you don't have, you know, all of you. You're obviously, hundred and ten people. You're not going to have them all. Yeah, you're not going to have the locker room one time. I mean, I, there's some big locker rooms, but they're not that big. Um, We've talked about moving the weight room over to our indoor facility for the summertime so we get more groups in because we could spread things out more. Um, that's great for that, but then, you know, you got to move everything back over. 
Um, you know, there's a whole other logistical things about that. Plus, basically, you're you're closing down the indoor facility. <laughs> I mean, because uh, it's a weight room now. We could put it on the track, and that makes it better. But then you got you know I had the if the track team obviously the football teams were there, the tracks the cross country going and they're going to want to go on the track. So you know there's there's that creates a whole other things. And obviously, we could put the this all the weights and racks on the track, and that's fine. You could still practice on the field, but. Wow, it's just, you know, there's a whole, and we're in, you know, we're fortunate that we have that possibility to do that. You know, there's there's schools that don't have indoor facilities. What are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, they're probably, in my opinion, be better for it. The virus has been shown to spread more inside than it is outdoors anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and we talked, we actually talked about, you know, Forget about putting the watts. What about just putting it outside, outside the state, outside in the state? You know, well, obviously, then you got concerns with weather and things like that, which that you know creates a whole other set of problems. There is no easy answer out of this, you know. And you want to, you want to get the kids back in there. You want them to. You hope everything goes well. But you know, what happens if you're what that? You know, what happens if you're that team that the kid does get coronavirus? gets sick very sick and may possibly die now all of a sudden you got a recruiting nightmare because you let the kid on campus and he got the, he got you know and he might not have got the he might not have got the virus and on campus he might have got it from going to the grocery store you don't know where you get you know it's going back to we talked about MRSA you know in the days when we just had to deal with MRSA and you can do a hundred things right but if one thing goes wrong it doesn't matter you know you could wash his laundry a hundred times, clean his locker a hundred times, but if he goes home and he's a pig and his his room's a complete mess, well, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do because in the end, you did a hundred things right. It's just the one thing wrong that bites your ass. So you know, are schools and universities willing to take that chance? That sure they'll probably be okay, but what happens if you get that one kid that dies from? COVID-19, all of a sudden, you know, you got you got a recruiting nightmare. This is the downside of it. I mean, you know, once again, hopefully we're all okay and everything, you know, it shakes out and we'll all be fine. You know, it, it's like any equipment manager. You plan for the worst, hope for the best. And so, I mean, I'm, hope, I'm hoping I'm hoping we have a season with no problem because it goes off without a hitch. But, you know, just the nature of me, I, I got to think of the what-ifs and and everybody else think of the what ifs. Um, you know, I hope to be on a plane in a couple months, going to a, going to some going to a place to play a football game, meeting some of my colleagues that I that I enjoy and having talking with them, and you know, talk about, talk about all the weird stuff um, that happened. But um, we'll see. I mean, it, it's I'm hopefully I'm hopefully optimistic about it. But you know, just you know, I'm willing to listen to anybody share their ideas or thoughts on this. Um, I'm, you know, I talked to a couple of my colleagues last night, actually. They texted me and asked me about student hours because their schools have, you know, asked them if they can see if they can cut student hours. And we haven't been asked that yet. And I don't know if we will be because um, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to, at least our campus positions, we're trying to make it 
um, trying to not negatively affect the students financially as much as possible. So I, I think, you know, the university looks at it, our university is at least looking at, well, listen, we, we might be having people, full-time people laid off, and but we might be able to supplement with minimum wage kids. So to try to get some of the workload picked up. So I think, you know, I, you know, our university, I, I think that's great what they're doing, trying not to affect the students' payday. I mean, we're not hiring any kids over the summer, you know, office workers in the summer breaks that we have. We're not having any of them right now. But, you know, there's a very, there's that was a low workforce anyhow. Um, I mean, but we're trying, we're trying to minimize the student impact, at least on student jobs for that. But hopefully, um, hopefully we'll all be, all be good and cheery. I mean, the next couple weeks are going to be really interesting. So you'll hear a thousand different people saying a thousand different things. So when it comes down to it, let's see what works and, um, hopefully makes it out. Everybody makes it out. Okay. Yeah, well, this uh, this wasn't our first talk on coronavirus, and I dare say it's probably not our last, but we'll continue to keep all the listeners informed of our thoughts and any new de- new developments that arise in athletics. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and if you want to come on and talk about it some more, we're more than happy to talk about it. Just let us know. Yep, but until next episode, we hope everybody stays safe and stays sane, and we'll have you here back next time. Bye. Take care.